Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hello, everybody. So good to be with you after our Thanksgiving holiday. Yesterday was also my birthday. November 28th is my birthday. And so I'm fresh from a day of mostly contemplation and self-care, which is a yummy, yummy thing. (laughs) And so I'm happy to be with you. I'm so happy to share. And today we're going to talk about self-forgiveness. It's very much on my mind. I'm teaching a class on the internet on the phone this Saturday, which you can actually participate in. It's on the jenniferhadley.com events page if you're interested. And it's the uh, final segment in the Living a Course in Miracles class that I did this year. So we're going to we're going to talk about self-forgiveness and sometimes it comes in really handy after the holidays to do some deep self-forgiveness work. I uh I shared last week that I have ruined some Thanksgivings in my life, had some meltdowns and took everybody with me. So I've on more than one occasion had to do a lot of self-forgiveness after Thanksgiving. So hopefully this will be helpful to you and will also help clear the runway for your holiday season. We're going to start with a prayer. So I invite you to take a breath of love and gratitude with me and place your hand on your heart and tune inward. So we breathe deeply, so grateful and so thankful right now to consciously partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. The Holy Spirit, the higher self, the holy self. We are in league with the infinite. We are one with the one, now and forevermore. And we're opening our mind to a clearer perception of that than ever before. We're opening our hearts and invoking divine grace and divine faith into our awareness. Invoking divine grace into every nook and cranny of our lives. Turning it over, surrendering. Surrendering any attachments, anything we've been holding on to that no longer serves us. We are making a holy offering of it right now in gratitude, offloading it. So we're intent on forgiving ourselves. So any debts we think we owe any trespasses, we need to release ourselves from the prison of holding resentment, holding a regret, blame and shame, 
we're stepping into an awareness of our freedom, our liberation. Right here, right now, we're going together. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone, and we joyfully let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So I'm going to point you to Lesson 107 in the workbook of A Course in Miracles. It's my page 192 and 193. And it starts with what can correct illusions but the truth. What can correct illusions but the truth? So the truth sets us free. And we hear that. We... Say, oh yes, that's true. I know that. That feels familiar. That feels yummy. I love that. The truth sets me free. But very often we don't actually understand it. And I can tell you honestly that I did not understand it until I started to employ it. So when you feel trapped, when you feel the burden of resentment and regret, guilt and shame... That is the time to remember the truth sets you free. The truth sets you free. Now, notice in that that idea, what can correct illusions but the truth? And the next sentence, what are errors but illusions that remain unrecognized for what they are? Later in... uh, On page 193 there in italics, it says, Truth will correct all errors in my mind. Truth will correct all errors in my mind. Now, you notice that it doesn't say anywhere in here that this is a long and arduous process. And the process is hidden from you. And you have to have the magic beans and the magic slippers. And you have to have special permission from some guru in order to remember the truth and correct the illusions and set yourself free. Not at all. It's really very, very simple. Our little willingness is all that's required. So when we feel upset, this is the time to remember the truth can set me free. I could choose peace instead of this. And one of the wonderful things about the way we human beings are made, one of the key ingredients in this human experience and the way the, the body is designed is, as of course Miracles tells us repeatedly, the body is for communication. And it's communication on all kinds of levels. So when we feel upset, when we feel angry and resentful, regretful, embarrassed, shameful, guilty. We feel it in our body. There is not a one of us that doesn't. I call that the divine alarm clock. So our body goes off like a divine alarm clock letting us know that we have forgotten that the truth will set us free. So you see, this is where the rub is. We can say, the truth sets us free. I know that. I love that. But if we're not employing it on a daily basis, we must not really know it. And this is the thing that happens. This is my particular 
passion is I realized that I had all this information about God, about spirit, about the nature of the universe, the law of cause and effect, and how things work, and the creative process, and all of these things that I was taught as a student of the science of mind, a practitioner, a minister, studying the Fillmore's teachings in ministerial school, and uh, I was a, a unity student. Um, I... I was part of the uh, New York community with Eric Butterworth for many years. That was my introduction to New Thought. For many, many years walking uh, on the Upper West Side, I, I lived at 98th and Broadway, and I used to walk down to Lincoln Center to be with Eric and Olga every Sunday for years. I did that. That was my training, my early training, and I just ate it with a spoon. I loved it so much. It it was so nourishing to me. And then finding Agape in Los Angeles and Reverend Michael Beckwith. And so I have been studying this material for a very, very long time. But it wasn't until I started to practice it and truly live it moment by moment and day by day that I discovered Even though I had all the information, I didn't really know it. If you know that the truth sets you free, you will not hesitate to liberate yourself every single time you feel trapped. You will not allow it to continue. So there is an intellectual understanding and then there is the embodiment and embodiment's not even my my favorite word, but I think that's what we're doing when we're walking the talk. We're embodying it. We're living it, not just preaching it. And we all know the difference. We can feel energetically the difference when we hear someone who's telling us these truth principles and they don't live it. We can feel it. You know, they're learning to live it. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I'm learning to live it too. Believe me, every day I am learning to walk my talk and be more congruent with the truth. And how do I do that? When I feel upset, I choose truth. Truth sets me free. So that's how I work with it. Oh, So let's just take a breath on that one and be so grateful that the truth sets us free. And we have access to the truth. It's really not hidden from us. It is for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. It's always available to us if we are willing. So we cultivate our willingness day in and day out. Taking that breath of gratitude, we remember that truth will correct all errors in my mind. Truth will correct all errors in my mind. So, it's a huge error when there's something that we haven't forgiven. It's a mistake. You know, and some people in some religious communities, and to me this is a fundamental difference between new thought and religion is, in religion they have sin, and new thought we have error or mistake. (coughs) And so, the error is when we don't partner up 
for that correction and we allow ourselves to continue to feel disturbed, to continue to feel upset. And very often if we allow that upset to continue, A, we get used to it and it becomes our new normal. And that can happen very quickly. That literally can begin to happen in a few days. That the upset becomes our new normal. And one of the ways we can recognize that upset has become our normal is if we are self-medicating on a regular basis. And I talk about this a lot because people don't realize that they're self-medicating. They don't, they know it, but they don't know it. Just like they know the truth sets them free, but they don't know it. So that deep knowing is when you are acting upon what you know. You are embracing what you know. You are using it to make your life better. So recognizing that you're self-medicating because the upset is something you have decided to tolerate is a habit that we can get into very quickly. I know a lot about self-medication. I did the research. I took the class. <laughs> and I, I've danced around self-medication all my life, as almost everyone has. So there are the obvious ways that we self-medicate, which it's just a way of turning off that div- divine alarm clock. But it doesn't actually turn the alarm clock off. What it does is it makes us numb to hearing it, to feeling it. So it could be smoking. Smoking is a really good way to numb your feelings. And if you're a smoker, you're not a sinner. <laughs> if you're a smoker, it's just there's there's something about numbing your feelings that you like. And so you can just notice when is it you're most likely to reach for a cigarette. And go for it. You know, really look for... Um, uh, that awareness of, oh, I'm reaching for the cigarette because I just felt annoyed or frustrated. And so another one is, of course, overeating. Many, many people don't uh, recognize that they're overeating to stuff their feelings and that uh, it's really about distracting themselves with the pleasure of the taste of the food and the feel of the food and then also that feeling of fullness that can just make us feel like passing out. These are really obvious, but there are also lots of subtle ways to self-medicate. <coughs> Could be overworking, <coughs> cleaning, uh, people do that. They're, they get obsessed about cleaning. And uh, one of the favorite ways that many light workers medicate is they over-volunteer. They over-serve. And uh, what I can tell you is I live a life of service. I really am dedicated to living a life of service. That is my joy. That is my passion. But I could not do that without making the choice to be very aware at any time when I am self-medicating with volunteering. And I do not do that anymore. I do not do that anymore. But for quite a while, it was very attractive, very appealing, because you get so much positive feedback, and you can convince yourself that it's way better than 
eating too much ice cream or drinking alcohol or having random sex with a stranger or all the ways that other people might choose to self-medicate, surfing on the Internet. You know, there's just so many ways that we can self-medicate. So it seems like over-volunteering is a healthier choice, and maybe it is, but it's still affirming that you've forgotten the truth sets you free. So one of the ways that we can develop that practice of self-forgiveness is realizing that there is nothing to forgive. This is a basic teaching of A Course in Miracles, is that ultimately there is nothing to forgive. Whenever we are saying there is something to forgive, we're saying that was a sin, basically, and it needs to be forgiven. And so we're going to the place first of judging whatever it was in order to forgive it. True forgiveness, according to A Course in Miracles, I think of as non-judgment. If we don't judge it in the first place, if we have compassion in the first place, if we are willing to be a non-judgmental witness in the first place, then there is nothing to forgive. So our practice of self-forgiveness begins with releasing ourselves from the habit of judging ourselves and it's it's complicated i'm going to talk a lot about this in depth in the workshop on saturday but one of the things is is we trap ourselves in cycles of blame so we do something that we know is not healthy we give ourselves permission to do it to overeat for me, one of the things I used to do is I'd say, I'm not going to have any of those cookies. No, 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 none. And then the next thing I'd know, I'd eaten eight of them. And I'd think, what happened to me? Where did I go? And then I would feel full of remorse and recrimination. Bad, bad, bad girl. You have no self-control. You break your promises. You can't keep your word. And on and on. So many things to forgive out of that one thing. Oh, Let's take a breath of gratitude. We're coming into the break. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk on Unity Online Radio. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. So we're back and talking about self-forgiveness, which is so key. It's a baseline practice. And I hope you can see from what I'm sharing that there are many triggers throughout the day where we can choose to walk our talk by partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit itself and invoking the truth into our awareness. So if we're suffering, we've forgotten the truth can set us free. So to me, one of the most important things, and it talks about this in the teacher's manual, uh, Constancy is key to our spiritual practice. 
remember that God is the same yesterday and today and tomorrow. It says in paragraph 6 in this lesson 107, truth does not come and go, nor shift, nor change. In this appearance now and then in that, evading capture and escaping grasp, it does not hide. It stands in open light in obvious accessibility. It is impossible that anyone could seek it truly and would not succeed. So you have guaranteed success if you are willing to seek for truth instead of your own judgments and opinions. That's how you set yourself free, aligning with truth. When you are willing to make an offering, surrender, turn over the judgments and the opinions that are making you feel upset, if you can even be grateful that when you feel upset, it's because you're in judgment, you're in opinion, and you can always set yourself free with the truth. But you have to be willing to entertain the truth and to allow it to have a home in your mind. So if you're more interested in thinking, no, he is a jerk. He is a jerk. And what he did is jerky. <laughs> you know, if that's if you're committed to that, you're committed to the upset. And start watching for that self-medication because when you feel upset, if, if you're not willing to release it to the truth and feel whole again, then the self-medication is going to start and it becomes a vicious circle because then after the self-medication becomes comes the self-recrimination and there's more upset from that. You're a bad, bad person. And then you have to self-medicate that upset and it just feeds and feeds on itself. It is the lie that begets so many other lies. But you can just choose to walk your talk and align with the higher Holy Spirit self and say, oh, I am feeling upset now. I'm judging myself as being bad and wrong. I think of myself as a sinner, as a loser, as a person who has no willpower and who is living a life of constant regret. And I would like to set myself free from that. And I'd like some divine support. And if you are willing to move into constancy and to be committed. Now, what that really means to me is it's not that you do it perfectly every day. It's that when you fall down, you get back up. You don't stay down. Or you stay down for shorter and shorter periods. And that's definitely doable and possible. And then here's the great thing is because all minds are joined together, you are modeling that for everyone in your family, for everyone in your community, everyone in your workplace, and all boats rise on this tide of love that you are bringing forth for us to share in. So that is one of the keys. People who just jump into self-medication, they don't understand the power of responsibility, taking responsibility. So if you are holding anything against yourself right now, let us do a practice of releasing right this very minute. So I'm going to invite you to take a breath with me, invoking divine grace into your heart. I invite you to place your hand on your heart. 
And just call into your mind the things that you harbor against yourself, the unforgiveness that you harbor, the regrets, the blame and the shame. If there's anything at all, most people I encounter have quite a bit. You may have nothing, in which case you can just hold the space for everybody else. And taking that breath of gratitude, if you can even just think of the top couple of things that most recur in your mind that you regret, that you blame yourself for, decisions, choices that you've made, actions that you've taken that have been a great learning to you. Maybe you've had to repeat that learning because you haven't forgiven yourself. Call them into your mind and just consider how much of your precious life do you invest on a daily basis in holding these resentments against yourself, these regrets, this guilt, this blame, this shame. How much of your precious life energy that you could invest in having great relationships, taking good care of your body, being a wonderful parent, a spouse, a lover, a friend, a teacher. Think of what it takes to hold these regrets day after day after day. And see if you can just open your mind for the higher Holy Spirit self to tell you what is the self-medication that is partnered with this regret. What is the self-medication habit that is partnered with these regrets? This guilt, this blame, this shame. And now invite the higher Holy Spirit self to give you a glimpse of what it would feel like, what it would look like to release the blame, the shame, the guilt, the resentment, the regret, and the self-medication to be free of the whole shebang, the whole cycle and circle. Many people who have deep resentments and regrets also hide because they're embarrassed. They're ashamed of the self-medication. They're ashamed of the drinking, the smoking, the eating. So they do it in secret and then they're embarrassed of that secret. And so they heap the shame on top of the blame, on top of the resentment, on top of the regret, on top of the guilt. And it becomes this multi-layered prison cell. We don't have to figure out how to release ourselves. We are one with the one. We are one with the infinite spirit. In spirit, all things are possible. The truth sets us free. Truth will correct all errors in my mind. 
So right now, are you willing? Are you willing? Are you willing? Because there is, there is a, a guilty pleasure in the self-medication. That's why it continues. Are you willing to give up that pleasure for the pleasure of being free, for the pleasure of loving fully, joyfully, gracefully, gratefully, for feeling masterful, for feeling healthy and harmonious, being prosperous and abundant, shining the light of beauty and wisdom and clarity. Are you willing to trade the suffering for these things? You may not believe it's possible, but you can discover that it is if you're willing to partner up right now. So I invite you to literally either imagine yourself or you can do this visibly. You've got your hand on your heart. Eyes closed. And just pull out of your heart the beliefs that you're not good enough, that you should be punished for the wrongdoing, the blame, the self-recrimination, the shame, the guilt. Just literally pull it out of your heart and place it on the altar. Think of God's altar right there in front of you. It's always right there. And I think of there being a fire on the altar, a cool fire, which can burn away that which no longer serves. So we're making a holy offering of it. Think of it as a fire puja. A fire cleansing. So we're making a holy offering. Just pull these thoughts out of your heart. They don't have a place in your heart anymore. And what strengthens our practice and our ritual so beautifully, so powerfully, is when we consciously share the benefits with everyone. So anyone who has these particular thoughts of shame and blame and recrimination that they too are experiencing a healing, a dynamic, multidimensional healing. This is for you to share. We're giving the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting. We do not walk alone. We always walk in league with the infinite. We don't have to figure out how. The ego mind will trap us in thinking we have to know how. What is the process? Just pull it right out. Place it in that fire. Cultivating the willingness to let it go forever. To have the truth now revealed in your heart. Seek first the kingdom which is within. And all else will be added unto you. So we're opening our heart and mind to this dynamic healing right now. Taking another breath of gratitude. We do not ask for what we do not have. We merely ask for what belongs to us. That we may recognize it 
as our own. We are grateful and we are thankful right now to accept the gift of love that is ours. This is our healing. We are grateful to receive it right now. Sharing the benefits, receiving and sharing, receiving and sharing. So grateful to accept and to allow our healing right now. Getting into all the nooks and crannies, all the shoulda, woulda, couldas right now. In gratitude, we joyfully let it be. We know that it's done. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Let's take another breath of gratitude together. Now, as you well know, it's not that difficult to do a healing process like that. The challenge is to be consistent. Remember I said here in Lesson 107, it's page 192 in the workbook, paragraph 5, when truth has come, it harbors in its wings the gift of perfect constancy. So constancy is a quality of God. And the qualities, the spiritual qualities of life are constant. They are always available to us. So you can think of the spiritual qualities of God as being truth, beauty, love, harmony, clarity, wisdom, freedom, and there's many more, but they are constant. This is one of the basic natures of God, is to be constant, 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 does not change. Now, one of my favorite sections in the whole Course in Miracles teaching is really the teacher's manual, and what I share with people is to, uh, if they're going to start with A Course in Miracles, start with the manual for teachers. And uh, it's it's very concise, and I think it's less cryptic. It's a great place to start and see if this teaching has something for you. I love it. And the fourth chapter is, what are the characteristics of God's teachers? And a uh, teacher is described as someone who has at any time uh, valued the oneness of all life and seen themselves as not separate from their brother and sister. So the number one quality that the teacher must develop is the trust, the ability to trust, trust and faith. Number two is honesty, honesty. So honesty does not apply only to what you say. The term actually means consistency. So when you are honest, you are consistent. And this is one of the most challenging things for all spiritual seekers is to be consistent. So in cultivating this habit of self-forgiveness, the question is, are you willing to value 
the habit of consistency. You see, one of the things that we've valued in the past is we've valued the ability to change our minds and to be inconsistent. So we, when we are inconsistent, we are faithless. Do you see how that works? So trust and faith are fundamental. And how we demonstrate that trust is we're consistent day in and day out. One of the things that we have to forgive ourselves for the most is being inconsistent. So do you see how all of this works together? It's so powerful when we begin to cultivate the willingness, then our mind can actually see, then our ears can actually hear. So I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to Living A Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk on Unity Online Radio. We'll be right back after this short break. You ask with childlike wonder, what is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings, is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you are just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth-seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop. What is the secret to happiness? Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call him with your questions and spiritual challenges, and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Reverend Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Now, back to Living A Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. So we're back, and we're talking about self-forgiveness. And I've had to do so much self-forgiveness work in my life, and it's it's absolutely worth it. It is so worth it. I cannot recommend enough that you do not delay. You go for it. Go for it. 
<laughs> because you set yourself free in that self-forgiveness. And here's this is what's so key to understand about forgiveness. And uh, I find that this is not often taught and it, it seems hidden. So I talk about it quite a bit because it's been so valuable to me. When we can forgive ourselves or anyone else, when we can basically lay the burden down, lay the judgment down, the burden of the judgment. And remember I said before that the easiest path is to have nothing to forgive. True forgiveness is the full realization that there is nothing to forgive. And to move into that space, what you start to realize is that everything that's happened in your life that might seem like a sin or a mistake that needs to be forgiven is there for your learning. And... uh, there is something in it for you to learn. There is something in it for you to heal. There is something in it for you. And as long as you hold it in judgment that it should not have happened, that's the basic thing of things that need to be forgiven. There's this forgiven. There's the sense that it should not have happened. This should not have happened to me. It is a sin. When we hold things in our mind that way, then we can't actually harvest the learning that is encoded into them. We're denying it. And we are saying, oh no, I am the one who gets to decide whether or not this should have happened. There is no divine plan here. There is no divine script. Remember, A Course in Miracles tells us the script has already been written. And so we're thinking, this should not have happened. This should not be in my script. God has made a big mistake by allowing this to happen to me. So then we get mad at God. And then we feel guilty about that. You see, and it just cycles back in on us. So if we can move into that space of any time we realize, oh, you know what? I still have a resentment about that. I still feel upset by that. I must be holding a judgment still about that. And the truth can set me free. Love is the healer. Truth is the healer. And if you can, in that moment... Develop the habit of constancy, consistency, willingness out of love for yourself and holding in your mind that you are not only invoking a healing for yourself, but you are sharing the benefits with all of your brothers and sisters that all humanity would be set free as well. And in that spirit, you place your hand on your heart You close your eyes for 30 seconds, a minute. Invoke the higher Holy Spirit self. And make a holy offering of that judgment, that opinion, that blame, that sense of resentment or regret. 
and set yourself free and open yourself to harvest the learning encoded into that experience so that you do not have to repeat it. Have you noticed? Look around your life. Where are you repeating the same things over and over again, the same lessons? I thought I learned that lesson. How many times have you said that? How many times have you heard your fellow travelers say, I thought I learned that lesson? If you are holding judgments about anything, you have not learned that lesson. Because you are still thinking in your mind it should not have happened. Doesn't mean you have to like it. I've had so many things happen to me that I do not like and I wish had not happened. But I have come to recognize that there is learning encoded into every one of them. And I'd like to receive that learning and share the benefits of that learning with everyone so no one has to go through that experience again. I love being able to share with my brothers and sisters. So we constantly have to surrender our opinions and judgments. Many times spiritual seekers will say, Oh my God, do I have to surrender again? It's never not about surrender. It's never not about surrender. Anything that we would keep apart from God, anything that we would have for ourselves and not share, including a judgment or opinion where we're going to harbor something that is negative, a blame or a shame. Yeah, we've got to surrender that in order to experience the freedom of truth. The truth is that the law of cause and effect has no days off. The truth is that there is a holy plan for our life. And that holy plan includes feeling upset when we harbor judgments, regrets, and resentments. So there's this idea that it's not easy to forgive ourselves. And that is not true. It can be very easy to forgive ourselves. It can be. It can be. Our willingness determines the ease and the grace. So that's why you'll notice in my prayers and the process, I invoke divine grace. Sometimes I say, give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. Why? Because there is the perception that it's hard. It's not true, but there's a perception and people cling to it. So we give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. It helps us, by saying those words, helps us remember that we are not alone and that the Holy Spirit can work through all directions of time and space and there is nothing heavy to the Holy Spirit. Truly in the mind of the infinite, one judgment is not bigger than another. One opinion is not more powerful than another. But one judgment can be the basic, fundamental start of a whole train of thought. And we can get on that train, and we can bring a lot of people with us on that train, we can store a lot of cargo on that train, and we can haul that train the rest of our lives. And many people do. And they are our teachers. So we can be our own teacher and we can liberate by saying, okay, I think I've learned that lesson, what it's like to haul around that judgment train 
And I'm going to trade that for the freedom train. Yes, I am. I'm interested in liberation. So to me, this is the thing that I offer is I offer the insight and the awareness that I have used as motivation for my liberation. Motivation for my liberation. And for me, it has been to use my precious mind to cultivate the discipline to be constant, to not allow myself to feel miserable. You see, there are... Many of us have learned that feeling miserable and being upset gets a lot of attention. And we'd rather have negative attention than no attention at all. Negative attention lets us know we're alive. It validates our being. But that that is the ego way. And at some point... We will all grow tired of that. So the more of us that grow tired of it more quickly and we share the benefits with everyone, all boats rise on this holy tide of love. So the question is, are you willing? Are you willing to be at the lead of this pack, this movement of love and liberation? So another thing that I, I, one of my little sayings that I say to myself when there is a temptation to hold on to a judgment or an opinion, I say, nope, it's a process of elimination on the way to illumination. It's a process of elimination on the way to illumination. So remember this, that you are the light. You are the light that lighteth up every man, woman, and child. You are the light of the world. That light is in your heart, in your loving heart. Your judgments and your opinions hide the light of the world in you. The light cannot be seen by you, but it's already there. The full access to the truth is already there. It's all pre-installed. So choose ye this day whom you will serve, God or mammon. Mammon is the ego. Let's take a breath of gratitude here and place our hand on our heart once again as we come to this closing prayer. And I do invite you, jenniferhadley.com. You can be my prayer partner. Can sign up for the self forgiveness workshop, free downloads, hours and hours and hours of free stuff, all at jenniferhadley.com to support you in the illumination, revealing your illumination. So we take a breath of gratitude together, hand on our heart, and we remember that we are one with the one, that we are divinely appointed to live a life of love and to share the benefits with everyone. So grateful and so thankful that the truth sets us free today and every day. We develop the habit of constancy and we are grateful. I love you. Thank you for being my prayer partner. We are the love that lights up the world. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you.